Welcome to The Way Freedom Flies. I'm Anthony. I hope that you've all had a blessed week, been enjoying it, and been laughing at the craziness and trying to figure out ways to make sure that we are pushing forward and taking back our countries around the world. I think that's the best thing that we can do now at this time because there's a lot of craziness and um, stuff to um, scratch your head on to who's making the decisions. So with that, let's... uh, Let's uh, go through and start with what Project Veritas has just put out. And I will be putting this link in the description. This is a Pfizer um, undercover <laughs> thing that they found. And the great thing is, is that this stuff is getting out there. And we'll, we'll touch on some other stuff as well getting recording phone conversations and how, what my thoughts are on it but we're we always like this type sort of stuff where where project veritas is um basically going through and now we find out that pfizer eliminated uh, is thinking about mutating covid basically trying to monopolize or not monopolize but make more money on this whole COVID pandemic thing, right? Governments bent over backwards trying to do some COVID stuff, and it looks like that they wanted to take advantage of that. So, this is the this is the end result, right? And I was gonna do something a little bit later on all this craziness, but I'll do it now because we'll we're already talking about Pfizer because this so this just came out. I'm recording this a little bit later. On my on Wednesday here, and uh, <laughs> more stuff came out during the day from Project Veritas, and this is crazy. But Pfizer's track record. Now I'm just going to name off the years um, that they've had fines for track record record violations. So 2000, they had a drug or medical equipment safety violation. You had uh, that was thirty million. Um, then they had two thousand two drug or medical equipment safety violation over three billion. False uh, two thousand two again false claims act and related violations. Two thousand two again false claims act and related violations. I, all these penalties they're they're out there. Go to go do um, go look them up as well. Um, 2003, drug and medical equipment safety violations. 2004, drug or medical equipment safety violation. That one was three quarters of a billion. You know, some of these are, um, you know, in the just the last one was just over six million. But man, uh, 2004, off labor or unapproved promotion of medical products. 2004, off label or unapproved promotion of medical products. 2005, false claim act and related violations. 2006, false claim act and related violations. 2007, kickbacks or bribery. Two separate cases in 2007. 2008, drug or medical equipment safety violation. 2008, off label unapproved promotion of medical products. 2009, kickback or bribery. 2009, off label or unapproved promotion of medical products. 2010, false. Claims Act and related violations. 2011, False Claims Act and related violation. 2012, off-label and or unapproved promotion of medical products. 2012, Foreign Corruption Practice Act. 
2012 drug or medical equipment safety violation 2013 drug or medical equipment safety violation 2013 off-label or unapproved promotion of medical products 2013 false claims and related violations 2014 off-label or unapproved promotion of medical products 2016 false claim act or and related violations well, they skipped a year. 2017 is missing, but 2018, False Claims Act and Related Violations. 2019, False Claims Act and Related Violations. So that's what I got so far. <clears throat> Funny thing is, is that you can go 2000, <laughs> to, uh, to, what is it, end 2020, 2021. Um, <laughs> what, what do they got there? They got drug or medical um, safety violation. <laughs> <laughs> they have uh, a drug, dr yeah, drug or medical equipment safety violation you could probably do for these shots. And now they're trying to mutate this. At what point do you start going and saying all Pfizer vaccines are banned, all Pfizer drugs are banned, they're, all their patents or whatever else are on the open market? Making a punishment for Pfizer so extreme that this is going to stop. You're going to send a shockwave through the industry and basically everywhere and saying, you know what, if you're going to do something so egregious uh, like this, like mutating this, harming individuals with vaccines as much as they are, we're saying now in the United States, since the shots have been involved, have an excess death count now of, or since the shots have been available, the excess death count is over 300,000 people. And that's excess deaths over what we normally have in an average year. Does anyone want to pay attention to this? Does anyone want to care about that? Or is it more of just, hey, this is what's going on and we're all okay with it? Because I really think that it's more and more as this is what's going on and everyone's okay with it. It is. And you, you got Project Veritas now. I'll post the link in the description. Take a look at it if you haven't already. Crazy stuff that's going on here. You have Pfizer actively trying to make sure that people stay on medication. People stay in their thing. This is why I say, I say doctors do not, they're practicing. They get paid to make sure that you come back. They do not get paid to heal you. Doctors do not heal you. I'm, And if you're a doctor out there trying to improve people's lives and trying to heal people, you are the exception. <laughs> Don't go, but me, but me. Hey, I'm thankful for you, right? Because you're the rare oddity. And if you are, reach out to me because I want to speak to the rare oddity, right? I want to speak to somebody knowledgeable. Um, I don't think doctors are very knowledgeable to begin with. So if you're the rarity, come out. I think you're knowledgeable, right? Because <laughs> I've had enough, to, I've had way too long of experience with doctors, with heads of department in hospitals and everything else. And, uh, you know, I may not know all the medical terms, but I'll study it harder than anybody because I wanted to know, right, especially if it comes down to my child or whatever else. And I will get to the bottom of something. I will figure it out. You're going to be talking to somebody then that may not know everything, but I'm going to be a very logical mind. I'm an engineer by nature, so um, that's what you're going to get. 
and most doctors fall underneath this pressure and they're willing to go back to whatever kind of hey let's push this drug let's push that drug we need to do this and they push the shots they push the flu shots they push all these other things and really they don't ever explain any benefit or why it's there you if you ask them well show me the research they don't know it they just know what they're told they're regurgitation machines those doctors that do research and everything they're rarity I mean, I mean, I've been in hospitals where they do um, uh, and talk to heads of departments where they were doing quote-unquote research, epidemiology, which is, don't even get me started on that, let's put it that way. Um, it's it's lowest form of science, right? So they're trying to take other people's papers and consolidate them down into something that's actually, you know, looks good and is right and you start reading the white papers by the way i enjoy reading white papers now i may not do research or anything else but i enjoy the white paper read i'm an engineer so my job is to find the problems and pick them apart and fix them right so that's what i do and i pick a white paper part like it's um like i want to pick out the candy out of a bowl they're just all over the place and i just pick all the pieces up so and i will say that and i've been in these conversations i've been in long conversations with heads of departments and hospitals <laughs> and telling them where they were wrong because they were trying to do something that was not backed up by research and everything else and in the end guess what happened they agreed with me why because they had no standing they had no idea of what actually was going on and that's what the shame is right you get these doctors I have to say, we, we had one um, surgeon that my wife and I had to deal with for one of our kids. Absolutely amazing. And I have to say, one he has to be one of the best. Because not only did he go through and explain everything, gave us options. He said, I can do more. He gave, I'll give you three options. He was an outside person in this hospital that we were at for one of our kids that needed um, surgery. And he came through and he gave us options. And then he, I mean, maybe he's got my, you know, I related to him a little bit, which helped. But he's also going through and telling us everything, the side effects, the positive, the negative of each surgery, of which one, you know, would be best. And you know, what happens during each time, right? There was, you know, and he basically said, I can do them all. I said, well, you know, then you get down to it, right? Where he knows the whole history of the child and everything else. I said, which one would you do if you were, which is your, you know, basically the one you feel most comfortable with, right? Most of us, I can write, you know, I write software, you know, engineer and stuff. So I know how to write different languages, but there's one I feel more comfortable with. So that was kind of what I was getting at. And he laid one down, and guess what? We went with that one after discussion, and he did a phenomenal job. He did exactly what he said, you know, and we went with one that was was also making sure that it was the least amount of negative that would happen from it, right? And he was able to explain that to us of why and why not. But then you, I get to the head of the department of somewhere else in this, this happened to be the same hospital and they don't know the, you know, the left hand from the right hand. And you're trying to figure out how somebody got to be the head of the department like that. And here's what Pfizer is, 
right? They are trying to go and be like, hey, let's push all this. They don't, the people in the hospital are just going to listen to the doctors and we're going to be able to get this revenue forever. They had the, what, just an amazing year and quarters over this time period with COVID and the COVID shots, with the government paying so much, it cost about what they were saying, about $3 to make a shot. And now they're going to charge $130 a shot. Now they're going through and saying you only need a shot once a year. I'm shocked by that. They didn't say try to do twice a year. I guess so many people dropped off that the whole twice a year thing is going to work too well. And they kind of want to get a regularity with the flu shot. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to keep these separate long enough so that they get a big cost advantage of having two shots per year slightly off from each other. I, I think that eventually they're going to want to combine it because they don't because they're going to find out that people are going to skip out on one of the two. Um, they're not going to get people coming back for that second shot if you can't give them at the same time. So my just hunch is that they're going to want to capitalize that and then maybe charge a double for that one shot because it does two things. Uh, if I were you, I'd stay away from this stuff until we know more about it, if it's there, especially with Pfizer's track record. I don't know if you are there. I do wonder how much kickback and bribery fines in 2020 2021 and 2022 would actually happen if we had an honest government right now but uh <laughs> time will tell to see how we get this all cleaned up i i do believe eventually we're going to get this cleaned up i at this point i think it's hard to put the um put the genie back in the bottle there's no way to do it the more i talk to people the more i'm going out people are just just more informed today about what's going on and they're more concerned about what's going on right they're concerned about the debt ceiling that's been hit and they don't want to spend anymore right they're concerned with their spending and that we're we're at f the highest credit card debt you know people we're at the highest number of people holding credit card debt ever it's 39% increase, what is it, over last year, year over year, or something like that, where 46.5% of people holding credit card debt right now. That's an insanely large amount. And it's because you want to, you know, you have the standard of living and everything else, and this inflation is just going crazy. I, you know, we were out at the store buying eggs, trying to buy cheese and everything else, and I got a family, there's a few kids here, more than a few, um, and you know me my wife have to be fed too and you're going through and cheese has gone up in price where i'm at and it's strange because you know i live here in wisconsin so that's gone up eggs granted we've been buying eggs and they've gone up and but they're still in the four dollar to five dollar range per dozen so i hear other stories around the country they're not as bad as that but still you know cheese was what just insane we paid a double basically double this last week in cheese now we i've seen some cheese sales come through here recently but absolutely insane right we're going through and we're just like it, it's a cost on top of it all the time going on and that's something that we always have to pay attention to because of what this country um quote-unquote elected officials i don't believe that they're all elected officials because there's no way you can be this um destructive and the people will say yes i want that i mean just not in my head it doesn't compute it just does not because it's it's a horrible track record here but 
me, I guess you got the rant of the day already out of the way, so let's try to start another one here. Uh, <laughs> I, but before I start that, I just want to say, I, I do feel like something is about to change. I don't know the timeline. It's just we're in this transition period that something is going to change. I, I have, I have a friend and he's, we were talking and he was talking about maybe there might be a soft landing with the economy or whatever else. I, I, I said, I have a feeling that it's going to just crash and it's going to be miserable, but not everybody. And I don't like, we've never really seen that, but you know, I, I was thinking about it, right? This is when we're talking to him. And I say, I think it's just, you know, something where God's going to protect, you know, his people and the rest of it, he wants to bring crashing down so that they understand kind of where the, the, they understand where the power comes from and it's not them. I've been a long time, you know, person of, a long time ago, I stopped saying I can do things without God, right? I, I've learned my lesson. At least I hope I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Uh, God has put me through that through time and that we get this um, back on the right track. So the only way to do that is through God, right? He has the power to do it. And I, I just have a feeling, you know, maybe it's the, uh, you know, God, you know, my Christianity, faith and everything else. But it, to me, I just feel like there's something more out there that's going to take place. And, um, only time will tell. So let's jump into Ukraine. I, I know it's everyone's favorite topic, right? You love that. What colors are their flag again? Blue and yellow. Yeah, I forget. It's not one of my things. I'm red, white, and blue. Like that's that's the colors that uh, I, I support for my country, right? If you want to go through and spend your own money on Ukraine, go for it. I, you know, I want to make sure that I'm reducing my t my tax burden, and you know, we have smaller government. So that's my stance. But we're going through, and Ukraine, the Pentagon is sending U.S. arms stored in Israel to Ukraine. So that's the first one, which I bet you this is really helping that Russia, United States. Um, you know, kind of ease those tensions a little bit, right? Kind of ease them down. Probably a good thing. Then they're sending, what, 31 Abrams tanks. Why are you sending tanks, right? And remember, Biden in a speech said, we're, it's not like we're sending tanks or F or planes or anything like that or troops on the ground. So it's not like that would be, and he said, World War Three. So he's basically trying to start World War Three. Just saying, from his own words, um... That video is out there floating around. Go check it out. I don't have that with me. I, it's something I watched today. I should have pulled that clip and um, put pulled the link. So, and then Ukraine is also clearing up its corruption, where people are leaving the administration or being forced out. And I'm like, why are people just being forced out of this administration? Is there a reason for this? Um, well, I don't know. I don't. You know, Ukraine has done a banned, you know, opposition party and everything else. I don't think it's because of that. I think it's almost trying to limit the number of people that have taken corrupt money from however it is, however they spend it. Because you're, you're seeing that, hearing now that these people had um, 
you know, Porsches, whatever else they bought with the money. She, you know, his wife had a shopping spree in France. Uh, the interior department all were on an airplane and they were down and killed. You kind of starting to see the things of Ukraine um, falling apart. And one other question I had, maybe somebody can answer me this. Um, you know, everyone keeps telling me that Ukraine's winning, Ukraine's winning, Ukraine's winning. And maybe they just need a fresh of arms, you know, that were stored in Israel, send them to Ukraine just to kind of finish it off. Uh, but then you're see, hearing Germany push tanks. You're hearing United States push tanks over to Ukraine. And I have a question. How I mean, are they winning that much that you need to add in more equipment? Somebody had said something today about how many tanks were needed for like Yemen or something like that and troops. And 31 tanks just isn't comparable. So there, there is a nuance here of what are you actually doing? Are you tiptoeing your way into World War III? What are you doing? And I do pray that we get peace on this. I, I know some people I've followed on Twitter and stuff said, hey, why don't you guys start rioting? I, they've already basically made up your, their mind, and the only intervention is um, God's intervention is going to get this to work. I, I don't, you know, it's a shame that we have to go down this road and we have to be this way, but... I I don't know any other way to kind of intervene with these people that are willing to destroy uh, livelihoods of people without any anything inside them thinking indifferently. Like, they're, they're just okay with it. So it, it's not like we have this option here. I mean, maybe writing would help. I just don't believe that they're going to listen to anybody else out there. So... Now, Stephen Crowder and Daily Wire, something I want to touch on as well. So that kind of came, I have been paying attention to it. I said something about this where Crowder and Big Tech, Daily Wire came out afterwards. Jeremy Boring had a huge hour-long thing. I watched the entire thing, and then I've been picking up the bits and pieces on both sides because the whole hour-long thing is you say, first off, right, you, Jeremy Boring said he was a friend, and that was the first contract you came up with? Knowing all his past, a friend and a contract like that, it sounds like that you that you were just trying to throw something out there to see if it would stick against the wall. I don't believe that that was... Because usually when you negotiate, you negotiate in good faith, right? And you're trying to make a contract that's on both sides going to be good in good faith. Now, maybe it's Daily's Wire, and I do believe this more and more, is Daily Wire's boilerplate one and they just throw it out there. But when you start looking at it and start breaking it down, it is it is a very one-sided Daily Wire contract. And if they can get all their talent to sign this, good for them, right? They, they have a great uh, team to uh, be able to do it. But, you know, if you're just going to pull a contract out to me, then I'm going to have to redline the entire thing. It's not really productive, right? And knowing where Steven Crowder was and being banned on YouTube and everything else, um, it doesn't seem like that's going to be something that you want to do. Now, Stephen Crowder did record Jeremy Boring on a phone call and everything else, and people are upset about that. You know, most states I still um, are 
one notification, you know, recording states, right? So one side has to know that they're recording. Okay. I know some states require you to notify both sides. Okay, then you have to notify both sides. But if you're in a one recording state, you have to be one side. And if you're going across states, right, that's a whole other thing. Now, how I feel about it. We all like, we started out with Project Veritas. We always like that stuff. That's secretly recorded. We like, you know, when it, let's say it was government officials and they were doing something wrong. We'd all like that. So, you know, you get to the point of where does this fall? Now, I think you need to be careful when talking to some people. If you, especially if you're talking business, right? Business kind of, you want to record that conversation. If you're talking contract, just in case you want to, um, you know, review it. Check on to see what everything was said in there. That kind of makes sense. You know, when you get releasing it, it gets kind of hairy. But in this instance, I think both sides kind of went scorched earth. Steven Crowder did not say who it was. While there's speculation out there, I get Jeremy Borner's side, but not having want people to defend. But now you've opened yourself up to more shots, right? It's it's kind of the way it is. And, you know, if you believe that you're in the right, then you're in the right. And I don't think that a recorded phone conversation is going to change, you know, your perspective on it or anything else. And if you believe in you're in the right, you can just say, I was in the right. That's why we came out with this. And whatever the other side does doesn't work. But you still have this whole thing that you say you want to fight big tech, but you're working with them. And that's the one thing I don't get. Everyone's talking about contract money. I don't think, actually think that this was about contract and uh, probably money a little bit, right? If you don't go as high as what Steven Crowder thought he was worth, it's going to be kind of, you know, uh, a shock to the ego fine but when you read that you have to do all these things to big tech what big tech does i don't think it is and if you're daily wire and you have your own subscription model and everything else and you're not doing everything in your power to get around big tech i have a big question what you're trying to do because you're not really you know going to your full force to be able to accomplish what you can what you're capable of and that's what um, was kind of interesting to me. So, yeah, that's that's kind of there. Now, I do want to talk about one other thing here, which is there was a Supreme Court case here recently, and call with Kennedy v. Um, uh, Brennerman School District. I think I'm mixing this um, in how. So this Kennedy versus um, Bermington was a decision, and this was a six-three that the um, which which the following establishment clause. Let's see here. This was was the oh Joseph Kennedy, a high school football coach in the public school system of Bermington, Washington. He was um, taking the practice of praying in the middle of the field after each game. The factor, the practice w- was soon joined by players and others. School board was concerned about the practice, seen as infringing on the establishment clause, separation of church and state, 
they attempted to negotiate with Kennedy to pray elsewhere or at a later time, but Kennedy continued to practice on the field. His contract was not renewed, leading Kennedy to sue the board. Lower courts, including the Ninth Circuit Court, ruled in favor of the school and an argument regarding the Establishment Clause. The majority opinion from the Supreme Court, though, that the Establishment Clause does not allow the government body to take hostile views of religion in consideration of personal rights under the Free Speech and Free Exercise Clause. The ruling of the that the board acted in properly in not renewing Kennedy's contract. The decision all but overturned Lemon v. Kutzman, which is this lemon law which had the lemon, or not lemon law, lemon test in it, which had been used to evaluate government actions within the scope of the Establishment Clause, but had been falling out of fa- favor for decades or favor for decades prior. So, this is kind of what it is, and this um, kind of opens it up where we're getting back to, in my opinion, the First Amendment and the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, and, you know, not being able to do it. Because you can't go and say, well, you can't, you know, wear your, um, oh, what, what are the Jewish hats called? Somebody's going to now email that in to me. But that, you know, or these other religious practices, what they wear and let them around the school and everything else if they were working for it, and then not just also allow prayer, which is, you know, central to Christianity here. And so this lemon test, which the lemon test had, um, and this was a 1971 Lemon v. Kuzman, which is a case that argued, um, and was 8-0, that the Pennsylvania Non-Public Elementary School and Secondary School Act um, from 1968 was unconstitutional. So, um, this lemon test is, the, sta- the statute must have a secular legislative process. The principles or primary effect of the statute must neither advance nor inhibit religion. The statute must not result in excessive government entanglement with religion. So, those are the three establishments um, of this test, but this Kennedy, um, Birmingham school district kind of changed all of that. And it didn't explicitly overturn lemon, right? But it instructed lower courts to disregard lemon in favor of the new standards of religious action in public schools. And this is a big thing, right? Um, this is, you know, we had Roe versus Wade, and we now we have this. They are both big things that have happened here. And us understanding and taking a look at it, I think, is going to be a big thing kind of moving forward of how we are taking back our country slowly through different things. And even if you don't pay attention to it, things are happening. And this is a good thing. I, you know, after Trump has been you know was elected a second time but was stolen there things from the supreme court level have been changing it's impressive it's a blessing from god that we're able to have that religion back in a stated you know it's it was never a separation of church and state it was a separation of state from church you need church in the state you do 
And that is going to end it for today on The Way Freedom Flies. I know I've ran a little bit long here, so I do apologize. I hope that you all have enjoyed this podcast, and I want to thank you all for listening. Now, if you want to reach out to me, don't feel free to contact me at The Way Freedom Flies at proton.me. And until next time, I'm praying for everyone out there, and God bless.